WMEC, the voice of business. Welcome to the Voice of Business podcast. I'm Scott Waller, President and CEO of the Mississippi Economic Council. The Voice of Business is MEC's way of letting you know what's going on around the state and kind of bringing you up to date on things happening here at MEC as well. Today, we have very special guests with us, Jason Word, our Manager of Policy, and Emily Wooten, who handles projects and communications at MEC as the manager there. Uh, Very excited to have our staff with us because the staff we have at MEC really is what allows us to do the great things we do as an organization representing businesses across the state as the State Chamber of Commerce. And one of the biggest things that we focus on is making sure we're looking at public policy that's going to move our state forward. And that's where Jason comes in. As we get ready for a legislative session that's going to start here just in a couple of weeks for 2021, we're really beginning to focus back on things that we were that were on our agenda that were important to us kind of before COVID-19 kind of took us down a little bit of a different path. Emily is getting everything ready for MEC's largest legislative event, which is MEC's Capital Day, which will be held on January the 7th. That is always the first Thursday of the legislative session. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we will not be able to be in person, but we will be doing this virtually and allowing all of our members across the state an opportunity to hear from legislative leaders and others at the Capitol about what's going on. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes with Emily. But first, Jason, talk a little bit about kind of some of the key priorities that MEC is looking at this session that really are designed to do what I said earlier, move our state forward. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me, Scott. Um, And yes, we definitely want to continue to uh, move our state forward. And some of the priorities that uh, we will focus on as an organization this year, uh, first and foremost, workforce development. MEC has always been pretty passionate about uh, pushing the envelope and and making sure that our workforce is prepared and we have an adequate workforce to address the uh, jobs coming to the state. So specifically, as far as workforce development is concerned, uh, we're looking at uh, trying to uh, work and find legislation that will provide additional funding for for ACTs and uh, work keys funding uh, to continue to prepare those students and prepare our workforce. Uh, Secondly, we've always been uh, pretty passionate about transportation here in uh, Mississippi as our roads and bridges are the lifeblood of our communities. we uh, a few years back uh, in 2015, uh, we started pushing that envelope with Blueprint Mississippi recommendations uh, for funding uh, to address our, our, our transportation needs. So we're going to continue to uh, look for legislation and, and work uh, with our legislators and uh, different coalitions to uh, see if we can add money, uh, 200 million as a, as a as a matter of fact, uh, to address those concerns moving forward, and then also <clears throat> our brain drain. I know this has been a, a pretty hot topic over the last 12 months, uh, and, and we want to make sure that we are retaining the best talent here in Mississippi, not only retaining that talent, but attracting people to, to come to our state, live in this state, because it's a great place to be. And then lastly, uh, we, we, we really want to focus on eliminating the estimated June sales tax. Uh, just wanted to try to improve transparency uh, while creating a continuity uh, for the business community. So 
you know, we have a few items that we will f uh, focus on, look forward to uh, having a successful session this year. Um, you know, last year was pretty chaotic, but um, I think we weathered the storm and we're ready to get back to business as usual. Well, well yeah, and I think all of those things that you just talked about have, have been on our list of priorities for a number of years because there's always things we can do to, to make it better. And, and in fact, at, at Capital Day, we, we're going to hear from Chairman of Education, mm -hmm. the, the newly appointed uh, Chair of uh, Transportation in the Senate, Jennifer Branning, mm -hmm. and, and then really kind of talk about those things in terms of the priorities on transportation and education as we go forward and how what we're trying to get accomplished can mix with that. So that's really part of what makes Capital Day so special. So, Emily, talk a little bit about why this has always been important and, and kind of the difference of, of the things that we've had in the past that, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do uh, heading into this year's Capital Day since we can't be in person. Well, thank you for having me on as well. As most of y'all think about with Capital Day, you think about the shrimp. Unfortunately, with COVID, can't have the shrimp. But we will still hear from the statewide officials and legislative leaders. It will be virtual. And like Scott said, it will be held January the 7th, 2021, same Thursday that it usually is during the legislative session from 930 to 1130. And, and one of the things that we want to do this year, Emily, and I think that, that we talked about is we had some great success in the 2020 legislative session, even though it was a very different session, it, 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 would, it would stop, it would start, it would stop, it would start. But basically, it was all to be for two reasons. One, to be safe. And secondly, to deal with federal assistance that was coming in and how to spend dollars to really make Mississippi move forward. But one of the things that happened during that time uh, is the state retired, the legislature voted to retire the state flag. And, Emily, tell a little bit about what we're going to be doing at Capitol Day to recognize that. That was a very big accomplishment last year through the legislative session. And this year, we're going to have a panel on the In God We Trust flag. The panel will discuss how and what it took to retire the old flag. And they'll also talk about the importance of having a symbol that we can all rally around as a state of Mississippi to help better grow our state. And, and without question, this this was a big move for us, and it, and it made it it really it made national news. It, it we had a, a, a we carried a opportunity for voters to weigh in with the flag design that was picked by a flag commission. Seventy two point five percent of those voting on November third voted for the new "In God We Trust" flag. So we're very excited about the possibilities. And Jason, from that, I guess what we look at all the time is untapped potential. How do we how do we realize the full potential of what we're doing? And, and you mentioned ACT work keys. Now, yesterday, the State Board of Education made a decision to consider putting this into their accountability system. In terms of workforce, Jason, when we talk to our business leaders across the state, they see this as a great priority. Talk a little bit about why this is a case from from our perspective that this matters to make sure that we're we're focusing on this issue well it's 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 vitally important and and it's so important for MEC as well as all business leaders from across the state um, I think they go hand in hand as far as education and workforce uh, 
if we are properly developing uh, our students from across the state and preparing them for the workforce, whether, whether they enter the workforce as soon as they graduate high school or go off uh, traditionally to a four-year university, we have now become an attractive place to be, an attractive place to work. Uh, it's it's a, a component of economic development, a very vital component of economic development. Um, if we have that skilled workforce that we need, uh, we will be able to attract those businesses to come here to Mississippi. We, we will be able to retain our best workers, our best, our, best, our best asset here in Mississippi is Mississippians. You know, and that's what we should look forward uh, moving forward as we ch- continue to uh, go through 2021 and, 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 and moving this state forward. So I think, um, you know, implementing the work keys and ACT as a part of the accountability is just a vital component, another notch in our belt as we continue to move the state forward and try to uh, be as economically uh, savvy and, and, and visible as possible. Well, you you hit on it really when you talked about preparedness, making sure we are preparing, using the education system to prepare students for the workforce. And I think that's one of the reasons that that I want to explain real quick kind of what ACT Work Keys is. As I mentioned when when we were talking a minute ago that the Board of Education is looking at putting this into the accountability system, what happens is every student in the state of Mississippi has the opportunity to take the ACT. The ACT is the college entrance exam. It, it really assesses where they are in terms of their ability to be successful when they go to college. So I want our audience to understand what work keys is. ACT work keys is the ability to assess where our students are in terms of work readiness. And there are certain levels to this assessment. There's a, a bronze, a silver, a gold, and a platinum. And what happens is when they take this assessment – students earn a National Career Readiness Certificate, meaning that's a certificate that they can take with them throughout the rest of their lives, actually. But if they say they score a silver in high school, they can still get to gold, they can still get to bronze, but they will always have their certificate as a measure of why it's important to know where you stand in terms of work readiness. Now, one of the things that when we started working on this project, the state was already offering the ACT. But what was different was the work keys was there to assess readiness while that was just simply college. What we know is not everyone's going to go to college. Exactly. Not everyone wants to go to college. Not everyone really is prepared. And we want everybody to be successful. So work keys is just one more avenue. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of discussion. Well, do do they need to take work keys if they're going to college? And I'll I'll tell you, Jason, one of the things that came up in in talking with – the Department of Education at the time was that I kind of had that thought process too. Do we mm-hmm. do we set this up so that they have an option that if they're going to go into career technical fields right. that they take work keys? If they're going to go to four year college, oh, they take ACT. AST yeah. And I was quickly corrected and said, no, they need to take both, regardless <laughs> of what they're doing, even if they're going to a four year program. Because when you go to the four year program, you get the you know you kind of get the, the theoretical approach to it. Well, you put a four-year college degree along with a work readiness certificate, that gives our students kind of a, 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 a leg up, a if leg you up, will. leg up, so to speak, yes. And, and I definitely. think that's important, and I think that that's one of the things that I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you just touched on, too, was keeping, you know, giving our students the ability to, to have the opportunity 
to enter the workforce, be successful. Right. And you use some, you use some very important. You said in Mississippi. Yes. And I think that's where we that's where we really want to focus our attention with the issue on talent retention and attraction. I know it's commonly referred to as brain drain, right. but but what we're trying to do is keep our best and our brightest here in the state, because all of these things go hand in hand. Because without being able to show that we have a workforce that's ready to go to work, we're not going to attract businesses. If we don't attract businesses, we're not going to have the jobs that our, our, our students deserve to be able to have a high-paying, quality job here in the state. So we're beginning to focus on that. We're beginning to see some things happen that we haven't had happen in the past. And, it, and it's really an exciting time. So these, yes, are just, these are just steps along the way. They kind of complement a lot of things that MEC has already worked on, has focused on, and really uh, uh, getting back into it. Now, I, I will ask you one other quick question before we wrap up, Jason. But on the transportation issue, mm-hmm. that's not been an easy process for us, has it? <laughs> no, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, almost like pulling teeth, <laughs> so to speak. But, um, you know, MEC has been at the forefront and, and been very diligent um, with uh, our previous leadership as well as our past leadership. Uh, this is a priority here in Mississippi. Uh, and I think it's it's not just a Mississippi uh, issue or concern. It's a nationwide uh, concern. Transportation is very, very impo- uh, important uh, as far as the funding aspect of it. Our roads are a lifeblood of our communities. Um, if, if, if we can't have the, the necessary goods and service, services delivered to our communities, how can we survive? So it's something that it's, uh, I know we addressed it and talked about it several times in the HEAD program uh, many years ago. And, um, you know, at that particular time, it was a, a state-of-the-art program, but we just didn't address the need for, for maintenance. And uh, I think we got the ball rolling a few sessions ago uh, back in 2018. Now it's we got to keep keep that momentum going. Um, It's great that, you know, we have money coming in from lottery legislation, but we do desperately need, you know, that additional 200 million just to keep the ball rolling. And so we can can continue to that uh, stay competitive as well, because there's an economic development factor. With that as well, so it, well, it, well, without question, you know, <laughs> if if you if you look at what site selectors look at, number yeah. one is a qualified and available workforce. Exactly. Number two is a transportation system that allows them to get their goods to market. So both of the things that we're working on really fit right along that lines of, of pushing for, right. you know, a more successful economic development effort. Now, I have to I have to just tell the audience just real, you know, I kind of laughed when you said it's the lifeblood, and I wondered if you've been talking to our good friend Mike Pepper over at the Road Builders <laughs> Association because, but you're right. That's it, a plug for it, Mike. It, 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 is, it really is it something. Is. But as you said, back in, uh, the, in the fall of 2018 in a special session, the legislature took a big step forward, mm-hmm. and we really appreciate what was done. It, it's going to put about two hundred million annually into our our system. About a hundred goes to the the local system. About a hundred goes to the state system. Once all of this goes into effect, and should be toward the end of next year, and it, that's going to make a difference. But we're not there because our, as you mentioned, the blueprint study shows that we still need another couple of hundred million mm-hmm. just to get to a point of maintaining to what maintain. we have. Right. So, I mean, one of the things that we were, had been selling on this is that the AHEAD program that you mentioned, which was the state four-lane program, 
was designed really to allow everybody to be within, you know, a short distance from a four-lane highway. And that created many economic opportunities that we would not have without it. But if we don't maintain it, if we lose our most valuable asset, it's going to really hurt our ability. So I think all of these things work together, all of the, they're important. So I'll just say this. I'm going to go ahead and put it on your shoulders. Since, <laughs> okay. since, you, since you handle government affairs for MEC, you're going to be at the Capitol this year. You're going to be working on these issues. So yes. come come late March, we're going to have all this resolved, right? Everything will be resolved. <laughs> we will we will have an answer and everything. We'll have an answer. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's not always the answer we want. But we really will continue to work, and we appreciate what you do for, for MEC and for the business community in your work at the Capitol. And Emily... Thank you for what you do, uh, and thank you for being with us. I know that we spent most of our time talking about policy issues today, but <laughs> but but Capital Day is a big deal. Kind of, you know, tell people how they can find out more. It is a big deal, and the topics we have talked about today are something that we will talk about at Capital Day, so you'll learn more about those in detail. Um, if you want to sponsor or attend Capital Day, please go to our website, www.mec.ms, and don't forget Capital Day is Thursday, January the 7th, from 9.30 to 11.30. Again, thanks so much to Jason Word and Emily Wooten for being part of our podcast today. This is The Voice of Business, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. This podcast is a production of the Mississippi Economic Council, the voice of Mississippi business since 1949. The Mississippi Economic Council is a public policy agency dealing with a variety of issues facing Mississippi's business economy. MEC is a not-for-profit member organization made up of more than 11,000 business leaders from across the state. Our mission is to move Mississippi forward through advocacy, research, resources, and leadership. We are the Mississippi Economic Council. Mississippi's Chamber of Commerce.